Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, welcome in to Timberwolves Ventline. Mackie and Judd here, and Declan, our executive producer. Uh, let's pop Judd in for just a second so people can see that he is indeed courtside. Hello, Judd. Hi, Judd. Um, actually, why don't, you, why don't you unmute for just a second here, Judd? Um, What's going yeah. on, guys? Um, What's going on? After one of the great Minnesota sports meltdowns that I've seen. We're going to, Joe, we're going to put you back in the green room for a second. Or we can keep him on screen, just keep him muted for a second while the crowd clears out and the music stops bumping. Um, but we will turn this into Timberwolves Ventline. If you want, we're going to use the Vikings Ventline email address. If you want to be on the show, vikingsventline at gmail.com. And Declan will get you guys lined up to join and uh, vent your frustration, which I think is going to... I don't know. I think it's going to rival any Vikings vent line that we've had, not named the Blair Walsh wide left game. We actually didn't have Vikings vent line after that game because we were running a we were running a college basketball game. But um, Vikings vent line at gmail dot com. I I was telling Declan before turning the mics on, like it's not often after watching Minnesota sports for all these years that I get like legitimately emotionally affected and pissed about a game. I am as pissed off right now as I can remember. In, in, you know, maybe a Twins playoff loss at some point, but like, what the f are you doing? You had twenty plus point leads twice in this game. You had a sixteen point lead evaporate in the first four minutes of the fourth quarter, and Carl Anthony Towns for the third time in four games going back to the the, the playing game against the Clippers has been a complete no show, showing the behavior and emotional intelligence skills of a six year old. This is one of the most embarrassing, disgusting losses in my life watching Minnesota sports. And I don't know, like, I don't even know what the point of game four is. Like, how can you possibly shake that off as a fan, as a player? Chris Finch, why are you not calling a timeout as you watch the Memphis Grizzlies go on a freaking 21-0 run? Well, you're, you're, you're not Phil Jackson coaching the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, although just figured out I got two Hall of Famers. You have, you know what? Charles Barkley's right. This is one of the dumbest teams in all of professional sports. Yep. To let that lead evaporate twice, I don't know what else to say other than I think I'm out on Cat. I know that, like, you can't trade in mid series, but, like, I legitimately, and I, like, everything I say right now is going to be emotional and it's going to be just filled with anger and rage, but, like, I don't know how you can come back from these performances if you're Carl Anthony Towns. He has the maturity. Of a six-year-old. So, Judd, give me your thoughts from courtside here as Target Center in 
stunned shocked mode filters out for the night. But I don't know. I don't know, man. Like that was that was just absolutely embarrassing. First of all, it's the worst Minnesota loss I've seen. The Twins don't compare because Twins don't lead. The Twins, and if they do lead, they like lead by a run. So who gives a damn? So so that's ineptitude of a different brand. But when they lose, it's disgusting but not shocking. This, as you said, Phil, two leads, what, one to 26, one to 25. This is a disgusting loss. This rivals, in my opinion, because we need to we need to put into small bins these defeats. Like some of them belong in the, oh, my God, 41 donut, you're a joke defeat. The Philadelphia NFC Championship game loss, complete joke. Vikings led briefly, and then they just got blown up. Uh, this is uh, the close one I can come to being recent history is the Saints loss in the Superdome when the Vikings dominated the Saints statistically, kicked their yeah. ass up and down the field, and played stupid football. They had 12 men in the huddle, as stupid as you can be. Adrian Peterson couldn't hold on to the football. Um, this rivals that as far as the stupidity of how did you – like you actively had to work to lose. The Twins just lose. The Twins are in a playoff embarrassment. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is proving again time and time in key games. He's pathetic. The Timberwolves are better with him off the floor. Uh, yeah. You can't. I, I guess I'm going to just quit saying that he's a star because you can't have I, um, the Clippers game, this game. You can't call a guy a star when you when your team when his emotional state is that. Dude, I'm telling you, he's I a played, clown. I played with a kid in eighth grade who was you know, semi-talented, and it was the same crap. He would literally start crying, and we'd be like, dude, quit crying. We're playing a sport. And Carl, he just he melts down. But he melts down to the point where he can't play. Why was he passing up shots tonight? I have no idea. Because he's, right? he's a – dude, he's a – I'm sorry. But, I mean, there were transition, so but there were transition so opportunities. Oh, he, he hit one late in this game. He hit a three that was there basically all night. Transition come down the court, get the ball, shoot the ball. You're, you know, you're going to make those. Um, but this meltdown, I'm telling you, to me, it is in line with the Saints loss in the in the conference championship game in 2010 because of how bad it was given how the how the Vikings and now the Timberwolves were in control of these games. Yeah. I need I need some freedom. I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna get us in trouble by uh, you know you know saying things that are gonna get us fired here. But like I feel like the the things that I want to say in this moment right now, three minutes after the Timberwolves just somehow blew two twenty plus point leads in the same game, like the things I'm going to say and the things I want to say about Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, who was good to a certain point tonight, but when it really mattered, he was also completely clueless. Like I don't think. I can turn back from the things that I want to say about Carl Anthony Towns. Like, like, and I, I'm just going to say it. Like, he's a clown. He's, he's one of the softest. Like, Jimmy Butler was right on so many levels. He's a unicorn in terms of talent. But you're seeing right now, these are the most emotional, biggest games of his career. Right now, this is your team. This isn't the Jimmy Butler Tibbs team from a few years ago where you, you know, whatever. Like, you're still young. You're 21, 22 years old. Like, this is your team. This is the seventh year in the league, and and the emotions are high. The officials are going to be you know making some mistakes here and there, and like he is incapable of staying in the game, incapable of not fouling. He's incapable of just taking a deep breath and taking control and command of the game. He has no idea how to process what's happening, and so I don't know. 
at this point, like, and I get it, like, you're in the middle of a series here, and you're going to have another home game in game four, and you might win another whatever. Like, who knows what's going to happen? But, like, I don't want him on the, like, right now, this is me speaking five minutes after one of the most embarrassing losses in Minnesota sports history. I don't want him on the team anymore. Am I going too far? Like, I would I would shop him the minute the league year opens up, the minute I can trade him. I am out on Carl Anthony Towns. And that's me speaking, again, five minutes after this loss. But I don't know how you can go forward seeing these performances and seeing the immaturity and seeing the way that he shipwrecks these games. Being a little bit more calm right now than you, I, I would say <laughs> I would say this. I would say, in fairness, um, so the Rockets series four years ago, he was, for the most part, terrible. And he got ripped and deserved it. Four years after that, this series comes along and gives him a really great chance. Butler's gone. He's older, supposedly more mature, uh, and has a great chance in this series to rewrite the narrative about who he is as a person and player. Um, And starting with the play-in game, he has absolutely embarrassed himself. Uh, he in, in what was a key game, he not only didn't contribute, but he put forth in a game that the Timberwolves won a losing effort. Tonight he did the exact same thing. And so I think what we've seen here, and, and look, we've seen this in this town before. It comes in different shapes and forms, okay? But the reality is we've seen this before. Talented players who are losing players, all right? Um, I just watched a, a hockey team that plays across town for several years have those guys talented players hey you got talent but you're a losing human and because you're and because you're a losing human you can't play professional sports to get to a championship and i at being as calm as possible i think that's what we're seeing with Dude. carl because at this age it ain't changing now mm-hmm. it's not going to change and the problem is he's such a dominant and he should be he's such a dominant figure on this team that when he whines and moans and complains, and I do, I do want to talk about officiating quickly here in a second, but he drags people like Ant down. He drags everybody down because he's not the sixth guy. He's not, I mean, he's not just some slappy off the bench. It's like, oh, there goes Carl again. Shut up. Sit down. He's too important. So he drags the rest of the team down. And on officiating quick, first of all, I didn't think it was great. Tonight, it's not great a lot of times. Went both ways. Bad calls both ways, okay? But, ladies and gentlemen, because I saw this, of course, on, on Twitter, if you are blaming or you are mad about the officiating, no. understand this. The officiating, it, it's actually a blessing to have bad calls against you because it shows your character. And the Timberwolves on the court I am looking at right now tonight as a unit from the head coach who I like on down showed zero character zero character they were tested and you know what they did they folded complete embarrassment um but yeah i think the thing with cat is he's not a winning athlete yeah and we, dude he's and, not he's not we just have to accept that now we but but i mean we we now have to move on and say whatever they do this is him i'm sick of him too dude like you know, even the, the, the BS comments about the offensive foul with the leg kicking out that we talked about after game two, right, where he picks up his third foul with nine minutes to go in game two in the second quarter, and he makes that ridiculous comment that, well, you know, I won the three-point contest doing it that way. No, you didn't. You didn't kick your leg out in the three-point contest. You shot set shots, and you're a great shooter. But, dude, quit lying and gaslighting people. 
Like I'm, I'm just like <laughs> I've gone from being as excited about the Timberwolves as I've been in 17 years. Two days ago, to like watching and and but you're right in these moments where you're facing tough opponents, you're under a national spotlight. The officials maybe are making bad calls. Your character comes out and their character, and then you have a 26 point lead in the first half. Like they are showing who they are right now, and it is sickening from a sports standpoint to watch. It would be one thing if this team was plucky and grinding, and you know they you know they just got beat in a hard nosed game at home against a good Memphis team. But like the way that they crumbled, how do you root for it? How do you root for a team that's this weak and soft and immature? Like it's 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 really hard to get up for Game Four at this point. I got to be honest. And what's especially disgusting about this was the only entity involving the Timberwolves that held up its end of the bargain. The people in the stands around the fans. Me. Dude, the fans, the fans were, were so great. good. They were so I mean, good tonight. This team literally took be, because basketball, I mean, first of all, the players are on top, or I'm sorry, the fans are on top of players. This crowd, this place was packed. This place was noisy. This place was itching to go nuts, and they did. And this team basically, the Wolves, turned around and was like, nah, we, no, can't no. do it. Yeah. Like, explain that to me. Screw you. It's honestly, like, I'm, I'm just like this point. I'm just like, screw you guys. Are you serious? The, oh, like you said, you everyone was ready for this place to pop off. You take a 26-point lead. Like, this should have been a celebration in the second half. And they yeah. freaking pissed down their legs. And you know what? Leadership is a reflection. And Carl Anthony Towns is one of the softest, weakest leaders, quote-unquote, of any player of that caliber, quote-unquote, in the NBA. It's just like, does this happen in the playoffs at home to a Kevin Garnett team 18 years ago? Well, Not. Guess, guess what, Sorry. Too, Phil? Guess what? It didn't happen to a Ja Morant team. That guy kept coming back tonight. I mean, he was taking a beating at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does. His He is going to have probably a short career because his style is so harsh for his size. But you know what he did tonight? He kept coming back for more. And they were down by twenty, and he's like, mm-hmm. and he, and I think he had like four or five fouls, four fouls. He had he had every reason to go away, every reason, and he didn't. So anyhow, Judd's hanging out courtside at Target Center right now. I'm uh, I'm in a hotel visiting my 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 dad's in rough shape health health wise, and so we were watching the first half together here in Arizona. Declan's at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna pour a big fat glass of something here in a second, but we have a full room of Timberwolves oh, fans. So, Declan, let's uh, let's start flying through people. Timberwolves vent line here on Mackie and Judd Scornorth YouTube channel. Please click subscribe and the like button so we can spread the word about this vent session. Austin, what's up, man? Kick us off. You're on you're on Wolves vent line. Yeah, nice to nice to be here, guys. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, man, yep, we, got we, got you. You. we got you. All right, sweet. Yeah, I called in for the Vikings Benton line a couple times last year. You know the the disappointment that we that we all share together is pretty mutual, and it's um it's a sick feeling. It's like it's like a Vikings Vikings season all over again. Carl uh, Anthony Towns. You know, he reminds me a lot of an elementary school basketball player. You know, I coach, you know, with North Dakota Attack yes. out of North Dakota here. You know, I've been up to St. Cloud last, last couple weekends ago. You know, we played in Sartell. Yeah, you guys ever heard of Sartell? Yes, Biggest I school I've ever seen, you know? Yeah, big school. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he reminds me of an elementary player that I had a few years ago that just cannot control his emotions, and it mm-hmm. carries to the whole team – 
Yeah, man. And then the whole team will feed off that emotion. So if I think if Cat just, you know, bucked up and, you know, be a man and not just be so emotional out there, I think it would, you know, feed into that younger generation of our players that we have because uh, ideally it ain't going to last. You know, in my opinion, it ain't going to last. We should trade Cat, get a new big guy, and, you know, move on with with that uh, with that player. You know, generationally, he's a, a great talent, you know, but if, if he can just get that mental aspect under control, I think, you know, they would make it to the finals, you know, if they build around Ant and Cat. Yeah. You know, D'Angelo Russell went off tonight, and, you know, I just don't understand how they blew the game. They just, you know, gave it away. Yeah, man. Yeah. Austin, thanks for thanks for coming on, dude. I think you're is great stuff, man. Your your emotion, I think, is going to be echoed by a lot of people. I just want to say something about D'Lo real quick, too. So he was really good first half, even parts of the like the third quarter. He kind of kept that thing moving forward, right? But like even in the fourth quarter, even D'Lo was just chucking up the dumbest shots. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. this is crumbling around you. Carl yep. Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, this is your team. You guys combined for like $65 million in salary. Like you're the two max players on this team. And it's like they don't know what plays to run. They don't know what they – it's just a panic fest. And that is a reflection of your team leaders. So I don't care that D'Lo went off in the first half in the third quarter. Okay, when, when, you know when the, the games are going to find a way to be close in a lot of situations. This one shouldn't have been. But when the game is in crisis mode, what are you doing? And now, you know, in fairness, D'Lo was great against the Clippers in crisis mode, but you can't on your watch, if you're D'Lo and Cat, you can't lose this game. And they did. And it says a lot about both those guys. I think it says more about Cat than D'Lo because I don't think, you know, I don't, I think D'Lo's overpaid for, you know, what he brings to a team. But I think, and again, you tell me if this is too hot of a take, but like I think these last four games, three of them in which Cat has been a complete no-show, and especially tonight, I think it tells you everything you need to know about him going forward, and I think it tells you you should trade him this offseason. And I, I, I feel like such a hot take artist saying that, but like I have never felt so clear about Carl Anthony Towns after these last four games. The problem is he's an emotional drain on your team, which is bad enough. But tonight, final box score, 33 minutes played, eight points, three of four from the field, and he took one three-pointer. Overwhelmed. So so he's an an emotional drain, and he also shrinks in the box score. Like, it's that simple. So, yeah, I think you've got a problem, too, because of this. Um, Ant's not a dumb guy. And I think Ant's going to look at this, what's taken place here in this series, which I'm now assuming that the Wolves are going to lose when you can't hold a 26-point lead. Uh, and pretty soon, Ant is going to say, well, hold on a second here. I can't win a championship with this guy. And I don't want to lose Ant. This like, is, like yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot there. So this is I, the type of game. Yep. And by the way, D'Lo scored zero points in the fourth quarter, if my math is right. 12, Phil, they scored 12 points. Yep. Um, this is the type of game, and I, and before I say this, I want you guys to put yourself in your own work environments, your own, like, let's say you have a big pre- group presentation or something to the vice presidents or a big client pitch or something that could change your, you know, your revenue for the year. And 
a couple of your teammates, a couple of your coworkers just can't live up to the moment. They, they either don't prepare right or they just completely crap themselves in the presentation. Like they just don't rise up to the moment. This type of performance is that it's the type of game that can affect, I think, relationships in, in the locker room. It's the type of game that where you, you'd start to look sideways at the people that you work with. Like, all right, we're in the foxhole together, but whoa, whoa, what is Carl Anthony Towns doing in the foxhole? He's not even in the foxhole, right? I mean, if it were me in that locker room, you know, if it's, if it's you know, if I'm looking around and I'm busting my ass and I'm Patrick Beverly or I'm Jared Vanderbilt or whoever, and I'm looking around, I'm Anthony Edwards, and I'm seeing what D'Lo did in the fourth quarter and what Cat has done now three of the last four games, it changes the way that I feel about my coworkers going forward. Well, so. and plus, and plus think, think about this. Think if the person who was supposed to be in the foxhole with you helping was a supervisor. Because, I mean, Cat's not just a player. Like, like, if this was the eighth guy or the sixth guy, it'd be like, okay, not a deal. Probably we'll, we'll trade him. But, like, if you're, at, you're being told, hey, big three here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Big three, D'Lo, Cat, and Ant. And... D'Angelo Russell, I think, uh, until tonight, no question, disappointing. But Cat literally disappears and then hurts you. He he yeah. is he his presence in the Clippers game and tonight being on the floor was a drain on the team. Yeah. That's a whole Dude. another conversation. He's a uh, he's a clown, man. He's a clown. I mean, it's it's a strong thing to say, but the dude is a clown. Can't harness uh, his man. emotions. No nope. chance. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Who's next on Timberwolves vent line? Let's go to Drew. Drew, my hey man, guys. what's up? Hey, Drew. Uh, I have no words for what I just watched. Uh, I don't think Cat gets an ounce of an excuse for being inexperienced. He's been in the league for seven years. Yeah, dude. It's been seven years. And he, you said he pissed on his leg. That's what he did. He. I feel like he'll have a great career in Golden State with Andrew Wiggins next year. But uh, I am so sick of just watching him cry after every single foul call. Mm -hmm. Like, he just cannot grow up and just shut up one time, just once. Show an ounce of the fact that you can grow up and show up when the team needs you. And he hasn't done it once. And I think this is, I don't think this is nearly as much on D'Lo as it was on Cat. He didn't show up in the fourth quarter, but he did take control and like help us get going again in the Mm -hmm. third. Mm -hmm. So I don't think this is nearly as much as the team will put this on him. But Cat is just an absolute baby who can't show up when the team needs him most. Yeah, man. Drew. Drew. Well, well said, Drew. Well said, dude. Thanks for jumping on Timberwolves vent line here. Let's keep it rolling here. Judd's yeah. courtside. Declan and I are just about to mainline some alcohol mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. whatever the bleep we just watched. Dylan, what's up, man? Welcome to Timberwolves vent line. It is a somber night here in Wolves land. Uh, something I want to throw out there I found very interesting. Timberwolves have attempted the fifth most free throws this season per game. Carl Anthony Towns has 187 more attempts than Anthony Edwards, who is number two on our team for three throws attempted. If you did not know the wiser, you would think Cat and the T Wolves are in the bottom half of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
other than Cat completely disappearing, I thought Chris Finch disappeared late in that game. No timeout at all. Yeah, man. Yeah. Up How do you? So that was a twenty-one, a twenty-one-zero run, including a sixteen-zero run to start the fourth quarter. He had three timeouts in his pocket. I get that he's trying to save him for later because you might need him on the final couple minutes. But dude, dude, you're not Phil Jackson. This isn't the Lakers. This isn't the the mid '90s Bulls where you can just like let Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan figure it out on the fly. It's like this is a bunch of immature. Freaking wet themselves players that like need to take a breather and get a timeout call. Like, yeah, Chris Finch deserves to be buried for that decision early in the fourth quarter tonight. There's no excuse for your big three not to be able to score more than 12 points in an entire quarter. Twice. Home. Twice. They scored, they scored 12 in the second and fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris Finch is as much to blame as any of the three on the court. But Cat, I mean, you, everyone before me has said it pretty well. He, it's just inexcusable. It's embarrassing. It's ugly. Step up. Dude, Dylan, thanks for coming thanks, on, man. Thanks, Appreciate Dylan. it. A little therapy session. Cat, Cat, by the way, took one shot in the second half. At halftime, he was two of three. After three quarters, he was two of three. He ended three of four. So he took one shot. In the fourth quarter, but the entire second half. Can we go to Colin Yacht Rock next? Yeah. Let's go to Colin Yacht Rock. What's up, buddy? What's up, my guys? Uh, best <laughs> wishes to you and your old man. I hope he's okay. Um, I I was hoping you'd give me more time. I'm I'm so overwhelmed with anger about this. Take this no, do, off, do your thing here. Season. Hey, hold on. This you know what? Season. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to do something that Chris Finch refused to do. Looks like you could use a breather here. No, I'm, I'm going to call. I'm, I'm going to call a timeout. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's a 20 second timeout. <laughs> this is our off season. Normally, it's the Viking season where I'm lo- I'm having this this energy and this emotion, right? But now it it seeps into the wolves, so it's full year round, baby. A couple of things. We should look back at that Wisconsin game where uh, Kentucky lost, or the Wisconsin-Kentucky game, because Carl Anthony Towns disappeared then, and he's disappearing now. It's a pattern with him. And this is his seventh season. Seventh season. If this was a quarterback in the NFL, we would have dished him by now. I'm sorry, but we can't keep this up. And, and the previous caller who talked about Finch, are you saving timeouts like Mike Zimmer? What are you doing? Use your timeouts. I, I was just... So you guys take a take a chance when you're done. I'll let you go, but take a chance. Listen to Charles Barkley after the game because he went off. Yeah, I'm reading some of the quotes. So he yeah. he doubled down on the dumbest team in the NBA, and so this is embarrassing for the NBA. <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing I don't want, I'll just say this: I don't want any more chest thumping and these guys that they got to come to our house next game. We we're ready for them. Just shut yeah, up dude. and play. I'm just yeah. over with the the bravado. Let's just play, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate yeah, you, you all. You, you might say, Colin, that the Wolves have such a long way to go. What a fool who believes. <laughs> Can it be any different? Can it be any different? Someone said, join us on the on the wild bandwagon. I'm like, you don't want me watching the wild because they'll lose, baby. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Colin. Well, thanks guys. for jumping on, dude. Appreciate it, man. Incredible. Oh, God. That was, that was good. Oh. <sighs> I'm like like em- legit emotionally affected by that. I think it's it's less about like my wolves fandom being torn at, and it's just I thought that was such a sickeningly embarrassing performance. What? Like it makes me like it, it isn't gonna sound ridiculous, but when North Carolina was blowing that 25 point lead and was it the Elite Eight? I want to say, and then they went to overtime and they eventually pulled it out. Like I had no horse in that race, 
But watching North Carolina melt down, miss free throws, throw the ball off each other's legs out of bounds, like it makes me furious when teams melt down like that. Get it together. And when it's a Minnesota sports team, and this happens time and time and time again, I just get like, <laughs> my blood just boils watching stuff like that. How, here's what I don't get about us. How can we have such a wide array of teams that find a way to piss down their, their leg consistently in, in different ways, though? Like, it's not, it's, you know, the Twins 0-18 in the playoffs. Impossible, but they are. Uh, the Wolves lead by 26 and then 25, and they lose this game. Like, Is it us? Like, what is it? Is it the vibe? What and, is it? Is it like the, is there like a Minnesota vibe that just like rubs off on these teams and they're just incapable of you know rising the other up? The thing that drives us crazy, the other thing that rightfully drives us crazy is how the people who are on these teams go about their losses. I think that also drives us nuts. It's like Cat tonight and Finch, uh, the Wild. The Wild finally gets two players. You know, Parisi and Suter are going to take them to a Stanley Cup. Not only are they not going to, but ultimately they both proved to be losing type of players. Um, you know, the Twins, Barrios is pitching great. Well, Rocco has to take him out. Yeah, it's it, we find, you know, we find the Saints game in 09. How do you lose that game? How do you have 12 men show up in the huddle at one of the most key mo- moments in your franchise history out of a timeout? So I think what drives us crazy is these morons and the ineptitude that they show on a consistent basis that don't give us any reprieve from this crap. Mhm. Yeah, man. I think that's what drives us nuts. And yeah. I don't I don't disagree with fans. And, the, and this team had a chance. Like, this team at times, it's like they're, 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 they trick you. Because this team at times will show you grit and they'll come back in games or they'll take a 26-point lead and they'll show you their best. And ultimately, you know, the emperor has no clothes. Like, ultimately, Carl Anthony Towns is who he is and they've sort of insulated him with – some good role players and Patrick Beverly, but like when it comes down to it in the playoffs, like, dude, this is your team. And like he checks back in the game. All right. The game is tied now, or they're down by two or three or whatever it was. And now it's okay. You know, the team needs you now. And where are you to be found? Where are you? Nowhere. Cause you're one of the most immature players in the entire NBA. You are weak. And I, I'm just like, I'm just done with the guy. I, I like, I can't root for him anymore. I've seen who he is. And, and who he is is not someone that I want to root for. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, who's next? Wolves Ventline. Let's go to loyal listener uh, Ben. Ben, What's hi, buddy. Up, ben? All right. Um, so I'm not going to crap on Chris Finch. I'm not going to crap on D'Lo because I think they've at least shown enough, at least on their resume, that, that um, they can be reliable players going forward. I will say this, and I, Judd, I think you, you alluded to this as well, but – and I know Cat is better at his job than this player is at his job, but Cat reminds me a lot of Kirk Cousins with with without the immaturity. Because I don't think Kirk Cousins is an immature player, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. And I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from Kurt Stans on this, but I don't care. Cousins doesn't. He, Cat and Cousins don't make win, don't play winning basketball or football. They're just not. They just don't do it, and. I've seen it from Cousins. He never has answers when the team is struggling. Same thing with Cat. He never seems to have answers when he's struggling. This is and this is going on. I think Cat's tenth playoff game or play <clears throat> playoff type game. He just is not a, a winning player. If winning a championship is the ultimate goal 
for the Timberwolves. And despite tonight, they're trending in that direction, at least. I can't, Cat can't be a part of that. He just can't. We, I've seen, we've seen enough of it. I, we've seen enough of it to say, hey, man, it's not working. Okay. D'Lo, he responds well. Ant loves the big moment. I think you have to go forward with D'Lo and Ant. I just, at this point, I can't trust Cat in the playoff series. I just yeah. can't. Just can't. Yeah, man. You're right. No, it's, uh, you're right. I, I, I can't disagree. I wish I could sit here and say, oh, Ben, you're being too emotional. You just got to give it five minutes. No. I don't think you are. It's, it's very, it's watching Cat on the basketball court reminds me a lot of Kirk Cousins in big game. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it looks it's, so. I think Cousins, get, actually, you know, as a. But as it's a, worse, I think. I, I, yeah, I agree. Like Cousins, a few times last year, you know, Cousins will step up and give you the the Saints game in the playoffs where he finds Adam Thielen forty two yards down the field on yeah. the road. Like, but that happens. You know? That happens what one time in right. oh yeah six seven years. That just it just doesn't enough. Yeah, this, yeah, ben, this, ben. Thanks, man. Appreciate you coming this, on, man. Always this, great ser- this series is the, def- in my opinion, the defining playoff series of Carl Anthony's Towns' time with the Wolves, because this is going to define him. Because I think we all, in some ways, right or wrong, and I guess now it looks like it was wrong to do, gave him a mulligan for the Rocket Series, for which he got summarily ripped nationally. But we all said, okay, he's young. The chemistry on that team's not good. Let's give it some more time. Well, guess what? We did. This is now his team. And and he is supposed to be needs to be has to be a mature player and he's not the kirk thing so i don't consider to be kirk a winning player but i find what carl does to be more objectionable um i find kirk to be more like a suitor because you know ryan had talent too wasn't a winning player but it was more because of his attitude with with carl it's literally like he's 15. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, to me, this is a rare thing with star athletes because ordinarily they're wired differently. Uh, for Carl to be as immature consistently all the time, like when things go wrong, he literally loses his you-know-what. Um, it's, I, I mean, I don't know. You, I don't think you can fix it. No, I don't either. Like, I don't either. I think, I think it's a it, workable it, it, thing. And again, I get that we're once again we're having. And if you're if you're just joining us, thank you for for joining this therapy session here, Mackie and Judd, Timberwolves vent line. We'll get back to the to the uh, callers, so to speak, in a second. But if you could please click the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel and the like button on this video, it would help spread the word about Score North, this therapy session, etc. So thank you guys. But you know. I'm 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 having such a hard time here because I I want to say listen everything we say here in the 60 minutes of of vent line after this game is over should almost be just like thrown out the window because it's emotion and everyone's pissed off but like I I don't think it is I think I think you have to trade him this offseason like I like all the things that are popping up here are unfixable you know he can't get a shot off against an athletic swarming defense same with the Clippers. Like when the heat cranks up and teams focus more on you and you're getting postseason defense and energy thrown at you instead of regular season Tuesday night energy. Yep. Can you get a shot off? He can't. Right. Can you keep your emotions in check? He can't. 
So you can either hope that he gets better going forward as a 26-year-old grown man who's been in the NBA for seven years, or you can cut your losses, try to get something of value for him with two years left in his contract, and get some dudes in here who can actually hang and fight. That's where I'm at right now. And I don't think my mind's going to change in a month from now or two months from now when the league year starts cooking some of the offseason moves. I don't think it should change, though. I I think the way that that you and... I would guess uh, the team feels right now is how you want to feel because like, these are the things you're like, if you now go, you know, give this some time a day, a week, a month, and you come back and you're like, well, he is really talented. And if we just tweak this or we just tweak that, the the way that we feel right now is absolutely accurate. He's never, this is him. This is him. And there's going to be some great nights and, and some great games. But the reality is, when the lights are bright, which, by the way, Ant loves. And, and I'm telling you, the problem is the, the trickle down. If you're like, we're going to fix Carl, Ant is eventually going to say, okay, bye-bye. I want to mm-hmm. go play with a guy that can play. Um, Ant loves the bright lights. We have seen at times what that means. You, you give me the game. You give me, Phil, a postseason game so far or, or the playing game that you think Carl has like had moments where the bright lights, he's embracing it. I can't give you a moment game one. He was, he was dialed, but like, it was like, it was like a concerted effort to be dialed. You know, it wasn't like, just like, it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm dialed because I'm dialed. It was like, I'm going to be dialed in this game. Um, All right, let's get to the next one here. Wolves vent line, Mackie and Judd. Kellen. What's up? Did you got us? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. What's going on with you? Oh my Dude, God. killer sweater game tonight. Loving the hey, sweater thank game. Thank you, yeah, honestly. Not, this is actually my favorite sweater. That kind of made my life. <laughs> but everything you guys are saying now, I've been saying for so long. And to the viewers, if you don't believe me, you can go check out my Twitter. I've been saying this cat is not a winning player. And I kind of want to go back to the Kirk Cousins thing. Because I think that's so disrespectful to say that Kirk is like Cat. It's it's just not there. Kirk may not be a winning player, but Cat is a losing player. It's like the energy that he brings, it feeds off onto the team. And it just felt like Dilo was trying to bring them back with these with these shots. Pat Bev was trying to like bring some life back into it because it's just he it, it's sitting there sucking the energy dry. And we didn't make any trades. And what did we lack? Rim protection and defensive rebounding. It's like everything that Wolves fans were talking about that we forgot because we got hot in that month uh in like January is coming back and biting us now. So I agree, we need to trade cat. Hey, real I'll quick, real Go quick ahead. here, because this I'm is this. No, 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 you're good. You're good. But this 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 just came across here. So uh, John Krasinski, who, by the way, is one of the best and most respected local NBA reporters in the country for The Athletic. Love it. John Krasinski starts to ask Carl Anthony Towns in the postgame about having only four shot attempts in the game. And Kat cuts him off and says, next question. Uh, it's like, can you be more of an unlikable? Person? Get lost, dude. Get you lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's I'm like done, how, done with this it's, clown. It's like. It's like he had like a, a, a five game span where he had that stoic attitude. And it's like you kind of felt like, oh, is the new cat coming? And then it just all came back in a flood. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, it's just so frustrating. Right now, give me Gobert. Give me Anthony Davis. Give me uh, Heald and, and Turner. Give me Siakam. I just want him gone. We can't win with him. It doesn't work. Dude. Overwhelmed. Stuff, he's, Dude. Oh, he's overwhelmed. He's like, that's exactly. That's what it's it is. Like, it's like he's not Batman, but he doesn't also want to be Robin. Right. So it's like, how is this going to work on this team? Because we can't expect a 20-year-old kid to carry us out of the first round. It's, it's just not fair to him. 
And honestly, Chris Finch also needs to be kind of on the hot seat because I've really been saying that his halftime adjustments are terrible and it really feels like against good coaches and solid teams, he gets outplayed a lot. Yeah, man. Listen, man, uh, your, your sweater's making up for all this tonight, though, so let's all be grateful <laughs> for Kellen's sweater game. Great look. Right. Thanks, right, thank Thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate great, it's great stuff, man. It's a great rant. All right, who's next? Timberwolves Vent Line with Mackie and Judd here on Score North YouTube channel. Let's go to Colin. Colin, what's Hello. up, buddy? What's up, Colin? Can you hear me? Is yeah, that a man. Ben Revere jersey in the background? Yes, it is. Wow. is it? A, wait, it's a framed Ben Revere jersey. Look at yep, that. Yep, got it signed. We're starting well, a great baseball. Win. Congratulations. <laughs> I loved him almost an inside park home run. I think he did twice, yeah. which was pretty amazing. Great guy, too. Great amazing. guy. Terrible arm. Nice guy. He was one of the nicest guys ever. Yeah, he's a great guy. Probably oh, still is. I didn't, mean to, like, I didn't mean to like kill him off there. He <laughs> like naggy. still is a nice guy, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got five things for you guys that I just need to get off my chest. I love the fan base that we have for this team. Just very passionate for everybody yeah. that's been on here. Fans who and, deserve way more than, they're, than they've been getting the last two decades and way more than they got tonight, by the way. Because this was all of our hopes uh, just going into this, and it just felt different from winning that play-in. It just felt like we were onto something. And then mm-hmm. they go out and do this. But uh, for Cat, it just seems like he's that Ricky Bobby right when he gets that first flip <laughs> and people are asking him if he's paralyzed and he has that fork and somehow every game he just loves to just stab himself. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, man. I don't know why. <laughs> like somehow uh, he got in his underwear running around. I stick that knife really. It's such a great comparison. Just I just feel that it's time to move on. Um looking at the draft for some reason again. And I just feel that the Hornets would be an interesting pick for them. They got two picks almost back to back and they got some good players. Yeah. Who's like the, in, but I don't know what else, where else you could send them. That's the thing. Who, so, so we're doing this, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to, if we're going to, if we're going to shop cat here, if we're going to shop cat here, who's sort of the, like the insecure, desperate team that would make a trade like that. Cause I've seen some people in the, in the comment section on the Scornoth YouTube channel float DeAndre Ayton. Like, well, could you trade him to the Suns? Dude, you th- what do you think is going to happen if you tr- trade him? The Suns are one of like the toughest, most mentally strong teams in the NBA. Chris, can you imagine Chris Paul with Carl Anthony Towns? There's no chance they would trade DeAndre Ayton for Carl Anthony Towns. And, and, and everybody knows now. You got to like, trade into some like idiot like, team, like oh the Kings God. or something. It's got to be the Kings or like you know, Charlotte. You mentioned like Charlotte's who are like the four idea. idiot franchises that are like, oh yeah, I will take a shot. You know? Kind of like the Jets for football. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, Colin, great stuff, dude. You win oh. the uh, framed jersey of the night. Yeah, go ahead. You got one last. <laughs> I point. got one last one uh, with Finchie. I just wish he would use the depth that we have, like a Jalen Noel sighting. <laughs> if somebody's yeah, having a bad night or. Even get Greg Monroe. I saw him once. He was in there for like 10 seconds. Yeah, Why'd somebody had to like up? wake him up on the bench and be like, hey, dude, we just need you to sit on the low block and grab a rebound here real quick. It'd be great. <laughs> Greg, check in the game. What? For it. <laughs> That's all I want to see. Somebody fight for a rebound. This series. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Go better. Colin, thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. That's an awesome jersey. I, I'm legitimately going to get uh, – I grabbed some boxed wine from the uh, – you know how like at these hotels they have those little refrigerators with beer oh, and yeah. stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a little boxed Pinot Grigio. I'm just going to slide my chair and grab that quick That's, because, yep. yeah. Let's keep putting people up here. Let's yeah. Bring them in. Let's go to uh, 
Cat, who's taking pulls out of the bottle I just saw earlier. Cat, what's going on? Kate? Is it Kate? Kate or Kate? Hi, Kate. Hi. So I just want to say that um, when it comes to sports, I don't know much about it, but I'm a Minnesotan, and my grandfather knew Casey Stengel personally, so baseball is my thing. But tonight, I was heartbroken like three separate times and I'm not a basketball like eh. that was disgusting yes what I saw tonight was <laughs> disgusting and I'm driven to drink and make very bad decisions and I but that's the thing about Minnesota sports we yes are, we, the hope the hope is always there and we get crushed over and over and over again. And tonight was another example. Amen. That is perfectly put. And, and look, if any town deserves to sip on a beverage, it's this town right now. I'm telling you, Kate, these people in this place tonight were electric. They were great. They pulled their the end fans, of the bargain. Minnesota fans, we don't, we never give up hope. No. But we're crushed almost every time. So let me get this straight. So so you're not even like that big of a Wolves or basketball fan. You kind of got sucked into the, hey, all right, this is, uh, this is a fun team. So like, and that's, I think there's a lot of fans who, no, there's a big base of basketball fans in the state of Minnesota. But there's a lot of fans who said, oh, the Timberwolves are interesting for the first time in forever. I'm going to jump in. And then they and, and this is your chance. You got a you know, national platform. You got a local platform, all these new fans. And you do that. You do that tonight? Like, it is, you use the word disgusting? Yes. It is disgusting. It is it is sports disgusting is what we witnessed tonight. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's what we have to deal with as Minnesota fans all the time. And but why do we have to deal bad. with it across the board is my question. Like, why can't this just be one team's problem? But, oh, the Vikings win all the time, or the tw- right? Like, what I don't understand is how are we so cursed as to have basically every men's sports teams of the four big ones in this town, they all do this to us. Exactly. And you know what I've been saying for the past like six, seven years, I think there was a witch back in like in the thirties that was like totally screwed over and cursed us and decided Minnesota shall never win for the rest (laughs) of whatever. Like we, we were just cursed. Yeah, well, uh, is he? Sorry, I was. I missed. Is it Katie? I missed it. I was grabbing wine when you jumped on board. Appreciate you coming on, <laughs> venting you. your frustration. Thanks, Katie. Um, let's keep it rolling here. Mackie and Judd, Timberwolves vent line. Let's go to uh, Jake. <sighs> Can you hear me, fellas? Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Well, on the bright side, at least the wild one tonight. <laughs> well. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I I have high hopes for the Wild in the playoffs, but it's hard not to have your guard up at this point. <laughs> oh, please, yeah. I mean, I'm a lifelong Minnesota sports fan, too, so I'm pretty sure we all know this pain. But, yeah. again, yeah, like I say, just a few things as far as that's concerned. Uh, Judd, I do agree with you on the whole Cat take because, I mean, I love Cat. I mean, you know, he brought like a – it just seemed like he brought like a different spark, but just like over the last few games it's just at, at at a certain point it just gets to you know 
you're more of a hindrance than you are actually helpful. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that so many times across the Minnesota sports fandom. I mean, with the Vikings, there's, you know, the whole love boat issue with all that stuff. You know, there is, it, it, I don't know. It just, this, we finally have something to cheer for in the Minnesota basketball world, at least on the men's side. And they go out and do this multiple times. You know, the Vikings have done this to us how many years in a row? Like, it, it just gets so, it just, it's just so frustrating. And then yet, guess where we come back every year? Yeah, I guess I know. Yeah, it's literally just insanity, but here we are. I mean, and also, too, like, going back to this game, too, because, I'm, again, my thoughts are in about 500 different places with this game tonight and also with the Twins and the Wild and all that stuff, too. It's just like, again, Cat is a massive liability, and I don't know if it's just him, if it's the scheme that we have for him, or if it's just he can't perform under pressure. But Finch didn't do any favors either, though. Again, your team is you're literally giving up 15-point runs, 20-point runs. At what point do you just call a timeout to calm things down, mm-hmm. settle things down? I mean, you literally are getting outscored 50 to 13 in the last, like, 15 minutes of the entire game. Mm -hmm. 50 to 13. That's not on just Cap. That's not on D'Lo. That's not on Ant. That's not on our bench. That's on the coach. That's on somebody up there who's just like, hey, maybe we should just call a timeout or even on the court and just settle it down. I mean, it's no different than with, like, you know, like when you see the Vikings choke, like, a 21-point lead or the Wild drop three goals in, like, four or five minutes and stuff like that. Like, at what point do you just call a timeout and just, at the very least, settle things down? Yeah. You know, you know so. Jay, I'm going to give Jake a Jake some applause Jake. here, man. That was a great rant. That was a great Rattle, rant. Man. Love it. Just bringing the heat here on Timberwolves Vent Line. Dude, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your passion. Exactly right. Rant. One of the great rants yeah, tonight, right there. He's exactly. He's a hundred percent right. He is a hundred percent right. I'm just trying to I see mean, uh, what some of these some of these cat responses here. Why was it so hard for you to get the ball? Next question on the foul trouble. He says, "I'm trying my best to impact the game." This dude is a clown. I I I don't know if I can turn back from saying some of these things that I'm saying tonight about him, but like, it's how I feel about him. What is he doing? But so part of what he's doing, though, is and we we talked about this, I think, uh, yesterday or after game two, is he literally decides what the narrative is going to be, and that's what he hammers home. And if he doesn't like where the questions are going, or he doesn't agree, he basically doesn't address them, or he spins them. And to your use your term, Phil, he gaslights. Yeah, um, he's a gaslighter. But these are all. But, I know a gaslighter when I, I've experienced numerous gaslighters in my previous life. I'm now in a happy Yeah, but ordinarily they're in relationship. Wait, did you just did you just like turn this into relationship vent line I, right there? I, I could, I could, but I, I know. I, in fact, I saw the face of a gaslighter the other day, and it was like, oh, flashbacks. Oh, God, I, it's the last thing I want to see. It's the last person I need to see right now. Uh, I know a gaslighter when I see one. Okay. But all of this needs to be used by the organization in making a decision about the direction that they 
want to go once these playoffs are done. Like, all of this is important because everything he's doing right now, on the court, off the court, whining on the bench, you know, I I guess he walked, he got, I think it was his fourth foul tonight, got taken out, walked to the press guys and said, that's a bunch of BS, you can print that. Because he, because he, this is how insecure he is. He's literally thinking about what people are going to write about him, and so he's like in the middle of a game. He's consumed by what people are going to think about it. Right. Instead of just going and doing your freaking job, and you know what? I'll bet Glenn Taylor is too senile and old to know what he's looking like. He's the guy that says, "Andrew Wiggins, look me in the eye and promise me you're going to work hard for this briefcase of cash." Right? Like, and he's on his way out in a couple years. But Mark Laurie, I think probably senses who cat is and alex rodriguez i'm i'm curious but alex rodriguez played with Derek jeter for years like he knows what leaders look like in clubhouses and so i I would be so curious to know what mark laurie and alex rodriguez have picked up being around carl anthony towns now for like the last eight months or so so that that's an interesting point because uh a A rod actually i think stormed out during the meltdown and he didn't come back and and the only redeeming thing, if you are a if you are a Minnesota sports fan tonight, is he finally got his. Because you know what, for all those years we watched him beat the Twins, and now he knows what it's like to watch this crap, to watch these unexplainable meltdowns. Um, but he was as a player, you know what he he was a, he was a bit of a well not a bit he gaslit too. Uh, Lori, I think, is going to get it. Like, I think he's going to get it. I think he's totally going. And, and But this is where, again, you need to draw lines then and say this doesn't work. I, I feel like the Vikings aren't there. Um, and I think success starts with drawing a line and not just saying that player is a wonderfully talented human, but that player, as far as what he brings, doesn't bring yeah. a winning a winning formula to our team. The only thing, I'll, one more point, and then we'll get back to, to some fans here, but like the only thing as a last-ditch sort of salvaging effort, if you if you wanted to take one more shot at getting through the Carl Anthony Towns, someone needs to light his ass up behind the scenes and not just sort of like, you know, tiptoe around him or say something to the media sort of about him. Like someone behind the scenes, a Pat Beverly preferably a D'Lo or an Anthony Edwards, like one of the actual like long-term dudes on this team or core dudes on this team, needs to pull him aside and light him up or light him up in front of the team or the coach needs to do it. He can't get away with this behavior and these idiot answers in press conferences where he just deflects the blame and plays right. the victim. Right, Dude, you're not a victim, man. I'm sorry, you're not. You're a seven-foot unicorn. Go impact the game. Why does he... What, you know, I mean, well, Jokic is probably a bad example because he's had some playoff meltdowns too, but like someone needs to that, – that's the one last thing I would try is who wants to get in that dude's face behind the scenes and make a point in front of the rest of the roster? Well, Butler did that. It backfired enormously. I, I don't it's think true. it's salvageable. I just it's don't true. think it's salvageable. I think yeah. we are now – I think we are now seeing the final act of who he is going to always be. Yeah, that's that's probably true. All right, who's next here? Timberwolves vent line with Mackie and Judd. Let's go to Mike. Mike, what's up, man? Guys, how's it going, Phil? What's up, dude? I am. <laughs> I'm worried about it. We're spiraling out of control here. I see someone's calling for Declan's job already. 
Yeah, <laughs> trade Kate for Declan. Yeah, Kate was great. Oh, so man. I mean, I'm not going to protest all, that yeah. move. We're all yeah. spiraling out of control. Well, I mean, I share very similar sentiments to you guys. If I could channel my Stephen A. Smith persona, I would, but I can't. Um, here's the thing about Cat, and maybe you guys have made this point, but I remember earlier in the year he was talking about passion. He was he had a sideline report him asking him a question if he plays with passion, but it's such negative passion. Like, the difference between him and, say, Anthony Edwards or Pat Beverly is that it galvanizes everyone else. Mm -hmm. But with Cat, it just sucks the life out of the team. Yes. You can't have that. It reminds me of when I played fifth grade basketball, and you'd have a a child playing a, like, throwing a temper tantrum when the coach would call him. Then five minutes later, he'd be good to go. Cool. Mm -hmm. But with Cat, it just, the whole game, it derails him, and I just don't understand I don't understand it. I think that's what's so frustrating is that he's got so much skill. And here's another frustrating thing is that, I guess schematically, he can't move anybody on the block. He's catching the ball at the three-point line. He's Mm -hmm. drawing. He is getting called for offensive fouls because he's just trying to get position at the three-point line. I don't understand that whatsoever. I don't understand why he can't get on the block, why they can't run something for him where he is set up on the block so that he can catch the ball because once he gets those fouls and he gets into that that zone mode of I'm just going to drive it, the defense knows what he's going to do yeah. and he's going to run into people and he's going to get called for offensive fouls. Yep. And he's immature and that refs are, they're looking for that. They are, they are yes. ready to call yes. that. And he doesn't yep. understand that. He's not earning himself any sort of favors by the way he is behaving. And it's just it's just so frustrating, you guys. I don't understand them, Phil. Um, barring some miracle, I'm with you. I would. I chop them. You, you know, like you just know. If you guys, you guys have probably been in like, and I, I know Declan probably has been. You've been in a relationship, and you get in. Like, maybe you have some little arguments or fights or whatever. But then you have like the fight, and you just know. Yeah, this thing's over, right? Like that was what tonight was for Cat and me, <laughs> and it, and what it should have been for Cat and the Timberwolves, where you just listen. Like you're, you're probably gonna stay together for a little while longer because you have to, but like, there's no turning back from what we've seen a couple times in this series. Well, it's it just, just it, over. It just makes you wonder. To your point, Phil, what is going on behind the scenes? Is no one getting in his face and saying, "Dude, like you are destroying our team. Stop it." Like get it together. He can't take that though. Like, like he—that's the problem. He can't take anything that if you hold him strictly accountable, he melts down too. That's the problem. Is everything that you can do, he's going to melt down. Your 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 comparison of a grade school kid is perfect. That's what he is. He doesn't have the emotional ability to process. So if you shut the locker room door and say, "You stupid sob, you're the most important player on this team," we are. He's going to almost start to cry. If you if you don't, he's going to say, "Why am I not get, getting more a, attention?" The thing with him too, and there are athletes like this, and it drives you nuts. But once once you come to, to this conclusion, it's done. Carl Anthony Towns literally plays what I would call a self fulfilling prophecy game, which is he's always expecting how he's going to be screwed. Therefore, he is. And so, like I mean, tonight. I'm here. I was watching. He had opportunities to shoot. He had, okay, they might have been tough shots. You're the best player on the team. 
Um, but you know what? He was waiting. He was waiting to get screwed. The officials, um, you know, it's always somebody else's fault. So that's the problem. If you can't uh, ever yeah. look at yourself, it's, it's, it, it is what it is, man. Do you remember a player that would take himself out of the game mentally as much as Cat has ever in Minnesota sports history? Man, actually, real quick to piggyback off that, I want to I want to go back up and find this comment here because it infuriated me for the brief second that it was up here. Tyku comments. Um, uh, this is the second part of his comment, but he said, "Kevin Garnett." Here we go. Kevin Garnett left to win a championship with Boston after Minnesota fans drove him out of town. I don't know, man. Tyku, it's possible that you were born after the Kevin Garnett era, which is totally fine. I think a lot of people who are Wolves fans right now, like, didn't grow up in the KG era. Like, I had a chance to grow up and watch KG. There is nothing, and I repeat, nothing comparable about Kevin Garnett and Carl Anthony Towns, other than like they're both seven feet tall, they can both shoot a little bit, and they can both dribble drive from the top of the key. Personality-wise, leadership-wise, ability to lock in and lead a team. They do not belong in the same book, let alone the same paragraph, let alone the same sentence. And so Kevin Garnett left after 12 years grinding for a championship. People didn't run him out of town. The Wolves just hit another wall. No one ran Kevin Garnett out of town. It was just time for Kevin Garnett to move on to try and win a championship somewhere. He was pretty hesitant so, from what I remember. Uh, I'll let yeah. you guys go. Declan, I think you're doing a great job. Hang in there, man. Don't let him bring you down. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Mike, that, thanks, dude. Appreciate Mike coming on here. On the block. Yeah, Judd's sitting courtside still in an empty target center. Um, yeah, if you're if you're watching this right now, this Wolves therapy session, and, you know, this, <laughs> there's still tons of series left. It's 2-1, to one, but, like, it feels like they just got eliminated tonight. I think also if you're Memphis, and Memphis is a, Memphis is a good team. Memphis took a lot of punches from the Timberwolves in these first, well, in game one and game three here, right? If you're Memphis and you took the punch in game one and then you took the punch in the first half of game three and you're sitting on a 2-1 lead right now, you own the Wolves' soul and you know it. So I just like, it's to me, it's going to be hard to envision the Wolves overcoming this and then winning another game or two in this series. I think Memphis knows tonight was checkmate. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm trying to think of athletes in this town to the question who have been this mentally fragile, like, and, and I'm not saying like, there's lots of guys that, that should be stars and aren't, I get that, but I'm trying to think of like guys that should have been, or, or that were stars that were this fragile, that were this, I mean, when the bright light shine were this pathetic, I'm struggling with that. I agree. I'm trying, I was trying to think too, like, you know, it, it, don't include Vikings kickers because that's just kind of a different animal yeah, altogether. Kickers, kickers, they ain't stars. Yeah, I don't know. But like, can you think of a can you think of a player in this town who's been a star who's like this? No, man, I can't. Hopeless. Like he literally like like no, he's a clown. He's a clown, dude. He's a clown. In, in big games, he's waiting for something to go wrong so he can whine about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dex, go ahead. Uh, John Morant's Twitter feed right now is pretty good. Um, he's oh, quote tweet. Well, the one thing that's really especially good is there was a clip during the TNT broadcast where like the audio assist was like, you know, picking up the wolves bench and cats on the bench when the wolves were up big in the second quarter saying, ah, oh, we're in Minnesota. Now I told everyone we got to Minnesota. It's going to be a series. And then John Morant quote tweeted it and said, we in Minnesota now after the game. 
So just uh, <laughs> some more uh, salt in the wound well, for Carl. You know what? That's a good point. Early in this game, I think it was first quarter, Cat blocked a shot. And he literally – and the ball – so the Wolves got the ball. It was awesome. They're streaking down the court. And Cat is basically underneath the basket posing. Dude. Early in the game. I can't do it. Yeah, it's no, like, I'm, I'm out with him. I'm are you him. really? Are you really? You're out like, too? You're out too? You're out too? I'm completely You're done out too? I, is it, is it? Okay, honest question. Is it an overreaction? No, I don't think it is, dude. He – He's had this lure on him going into this season. It's year seven. Like, Doogie always is like, when not if with Cat, right? Like, when not if, man. And you went into that Houston series and got embarrassed. You got pushed around by Jimmy Butler and the practice squad in a, in a, in a Timberwolves practice at, at, at Mayo Clinic Square before the season a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You haven't been able to rise up in situations. And, dude, you have faced a crap ton of adversity in your life. A crap ton. So have I. So have other people. And you have acted like you're the only person who has ever experienced something as horrible that other people have experienced. And for me, when I see people like that, that literally just cannot get over something or, or not get over something, because that's not what I'm trying to say, but use it as the world's against me. I, I have no respect for people like that. I there's can't a, like, like there's there's there seems to be and I'm playing amateur psychologist, but there's a narcissistic quality about his personality where he thinks the refs are trying to screw him. He think like it's it's always about like he is the center of everything. And if if it's time to raise your hand and take some blame or or you know rise up in a certain moment like it's got to be external circumstances that are holding him back from doing so. So like you know th- there's yeah, I don't know, maybe narcissist is the wrong word, but there just seems there's something very unself-aware about yeah. his personality. I just don't um, think he I don't think he has the ability to own up to what's actually happening. Yeah. Uh let's keep rolling here. Who's next on Timberwolves Bent Line? Let's go to my oh, guy Tyler. Oh, Declan, just so you know I'm a central grad just like you. So Hell yeah, dude. Go minute, yeah, man. man. I work there right now, so love to hear that, dude. I'm I'm glad yeah, you're man. there. Great school. I, I'm glad you guys let me wait a while because I didn't know where to start before. I listen to everybody. I hear the same things I said. Um, you're like Greg Monroe coming off the bench. You got to survey like two and a half games, and now you're going to grab a rebound. Maybe we'll see. Got to watch it and see. Yeah. So I guess the first thing I'm going to say is I, that's the worst game Chris Finch has ever coached. Um, like I said, he's an offensive genius. He's a really smart guy, but he might be worse than Mike Zimmer when it comes to game management, timeout things. I mean, he. You blow a 20, was it 27 point, 26 point lead? And then you blow a 21 point lead without calling a single timeout. I know we mm-hmm. kind of already talked about this, but I, I don't see how not a another assistant or somebody didn't grab him and tell him to do it. It was, I couldn't believe it. I've never seen anything like that on any level. Even a five year old basketball team would have called timeout and called him down. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But, and, and I love Fence. I love him. He's a great coach. And I think it was another thing you guys said about not talking to Cat and lighting him up. I feel like, Finch is he's the ultimate players coach, but does he hold anybody accountable? I know he said he's talked to Ant, but like, does he yell at people? Because it feels like Cat can do whatever he wants. I've heard he's yelled, he's yelled at Ant before. I've heard he's dug into D'Lo before. Yeah, I think I've yeah, never, yeah. I've never heard that he ever lit into Cat at all, and it's like I like, think everyone everyone treats Cat differently. It feels like everyone feels like yeah. oh, because because Cat's kind of a you know he's an emotional powder keg, so you got to kind of. Just make sure that you, because he, he, it's how he's always been. Yeah, so I, he's yeah. He's a baby. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. I know you guys like are giving up on him and things. And 
and I hear you. I I just look at it around the league, and I you know I've always thought about what do you trade him for. The one guy I'd always go to is like a Jalen Brown type guy. Like imagine that him and Ant on the wing is incredible, but it's so hard to get a good center, man. And if you get rid of him, like where, where do you go? You know what I mean? I, the problem too is is it's very clear now that the word is out. So so the question is, what's the return? Because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of teams that now say, we know what he does. Like, like he's a great talent. That's awesome. Yep. But we know, like, it's not just us who have, have said now that he is a losing player when the games are big. So I guess my question is this. You're not going to be able to get the return that you think you deserve. And and I you'd be so concerned about the criticism that I don't think you're going to trade him for less than you think you should get back. So it becomes a real conundrum here because, I mean, it's one thing to trade what would be a great regular season for the most part player um, and say, oh, my God, those statistics are but incredible. But we're now seeing when the games get big, he literally becomes a detriment. Yep. And that's where this is tough because a smart team like a Boston or the Suns are going to say, we ain't gonna give you that. No, you need, an, that you need an insecure, desperate team, is what you need. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up a list. Here. I'm gonna find you a team tonight. Sacramento's like a good Char- one. I, Sacramento's I like a good Charlotte. one. I like Charlotte a little bit. Yeah, yeah. With Charlotte, For a trade partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would you, uh, who would you like from from them in return? Like a uh, Bridges or like? I, I got to look at rosters. Yeah. You got to start. You got to start by no. finding a sucker, and then you yeah, look at the right. roster. Yeah, the Sacramento's <laughs> a sucker then because that's. I got a feeling. Reckless speculation th- Thursday, the next time around. I got a feeling I know what the lead to the show might be. Yeah. I'll say the yeah. other thing I was going to say is uh, the thing is, he's eligible for the extension as soon as the season's over. So it's going to have to be like, if they're going to yep. trade him, I know if he signs that extension, I'm pretty sure he's not tradable for like a while. So they have to make that decision kind of yeah. quick. Let, let me ask you guys this is, is Tom Thibodeau going to get fired from the Knicks? Doesn't or is he. Like it. All right, so that might that might rule the Knicks out, yeah. but the but the Knicks would be a, another place, right? The Knicks are kind of they're always kind of desperate. They can never get they can never sign stars in free agency, so maybe they would maybe they'd take the bait on a Carl Anthony Towns trade. The Orlando Magic. I'm just throwing again. I haven't done any like roster comparisons here or whatever positional needs, but like the Orlando Magic are always kind of a desperate franchise. So there's some there's some candidates in here. There's some candidates. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it yeah. out. I, <laughs> I guess the, the other thing I was going to say is just um, I've noticed, like, Nas Reed is unplayable. Like, he's so bad. Yeah, even, even when he gets those and ones and things, he does, like, four other things that just kind of cancel it out. And yeah. going forward, I just – I don't see how he plays another minute in this series. I'd rather that's, just go with the small ball. Fire is that a cat? That cat's got hops, cat, man. That yeah, cat scared the crap out of me. That's incredible. That cat can rebound. Like, yeah, that's he, a cat that can rebound. And he yeah he has a better composure than Cass. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> very clear. He's not he's yeah. not afraid of the moment. Yeah, but I mean, as bad as it is, he's, he's not afraid of his own shadow, as you can see. It's like as bad as it is. I think one thing that's kind of clear to me: we're definitely a way more talented team than Memphis, and we have it in us to win. But yes. Matt can't keep doing what he's doing. But I, it's we're we're like so much more talented than Memphis. They just work harder. Because I mean, we, how do you get two twenty point leads like? On a 50, what, 56, 58-win team? That shows you how good we are. It's just Finch has to call timeout. I mean, as simple as that. And, yeah, Cat, I, I don't know what to do with him. But I still got a little bit of hope, guys, because, I mean, we're playing them good. We played what, them good. I know the – Okay. It was like, what, what about the what, – okay. What about the Lakers? 
You'd probably have to. It would. It would probably have to be a three-team trade that sends Russell Westbrook's contract somewhere else because I do not want to take on Russell Westbrook for one year. And that's going to happen. But could you could you yeah. pull a three-way trade? You know, Lakers desperate, got to find someone to play with LeBron, but but also someone that isn't going to overshadow LeBron and need the ball more than LeBron. So could you could you trade Cat to the Lakers? I'm literally spitballing a glass of wine in, Dude, devastated and frustrated by what has transpired at Target Center tonight. Um, I don't know who the third team is, but like the Lakers are kind of interesting. I don't like the Lakers don't have a ton of paths to assets that they can put around LeBron James. Now I get they have Anthony Davis, so like, can you play Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns together in the same lineup? I don't know, probably not. But just I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. I, yeah, I can see it. I mean, they're both pretty athletic, so I mean, they both could play the four. AD and Cav both play the five, so. Why not? I just don't see what pieces they have because that team is. Yeah, they already traded all their pieces, man. Like they, you know, they've already. The Lakers are like, wait, we could use a Brandon Ingram right now. It'd be great. We could use a. We could use a Caruso. You know. Yeah, you see, like <laughs> we, the, we, should, we should get those guys. And they were talking about a 2027 first round pick as their asset. It's like, well, I don't know if anybody's going to be here besides that by then. So. Yeah, Tyler, thanks for coming on, dude, thanks, and uh, thanks to your cat for making a cameo Go appearance. It's great. Right Appreciate you guys, man. Have a good right. night. One good thanks, cat. Too. That's what we got tonight. We got one good cat. Speaking of cats, uh, from Dane Moore at Dane Moore NBA and the Dane Moore Podcast, Carl Anthony Towns, when asked what he can do as a leader to pick up the group, quote, go home, drink some wine, and move on to the next day. That's really simple. Just decompress. So again, it's about, again, it's about him, right? His answer is about him. Like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to drink wine. I'm going to decompress because I need to decompress. It has nothing to do with the team. With what happened on the court has nothing to do with taking ownership. It's just move on. I don't want to think about what happened because that would mean wallowing in like my insecurities. Amateur psychological he's evaluation. Doing, he's but. doing the same thing as you, Phil. I think that you guys have a lot in common now. I, I mean, you're both drinking a wine. He's probably drinking a little more expensive wine than you. It's my guess, but I mean, it's, it's nice the same box. place. Yeah, that's a. That's, I thought he was pouring a glass of water for a second. I don't know. It was the the wine was in there? That's kind of nice. Good for yep, you, Phil. Yep. You and, there you go. You and Cat both drinking yeah. wine right now. A couple more calls here on Ventline. Let's uh, let's go to Jake. Oh, I made it. Jake, what's up, man? Welcome back. How are you, Jake? You made, <laughs> I made it. Dude. it. All right. You made I it. thought I was lost. Justin Jefferson. There. All right. All right, Judd, you're looking great today. I'm like, just had Olivia, to you like that? I Thank do. You very I much. do. Um, I got to be honest, I did not watch him in the game. I was. I... <laughs> oh, how long have you been waiting? Have you, how long have you been waiting right now? I don't know, like half an hour. I got food waiting. It's okay. It's just like, I, <laughs> watch the game. I, I knew it. the game was tonight. I was golfing. You know, I had to get that Good late, you. you know, tea time in, you know. All right, That's whatever. Right. Let's get back to the point here. I yeah. check my phone. It says 77.54, three minutes left in the third. I'm like, oh, my God, we are crushing them. Turn it back on. It is tied. <laughs> yeah. I and, I, and then I look later, I'm looking at it like the earlier caller. It said there was literally a 50 to like 15-ish point. Yeah, run. I think it was – I believe it was 50 to 13. Something like – yeah, just it, – mm-hmm. it just mattered just bad. Yeah. Like, I, I was I mean, I, like that is even possible. Like I don't know if the history in the NBA if there's been that bad, it's so, especially in a playoff game. I know, and 
I was I was watching you know beginning of the fourth quarter kind of like I'm I'm going through the the sort of like uh, you know the worst case scenarios as the fourth quarter starts in my head of okay they're up by sixteen so like mathematically it's going to be pretty hard to lose but let's say Memphis gets hot early like the Wolves could call I'm like going through the scenarios and then all of a sudden you know Memphis hits a three they hit another three and think okay this is where I would call timeout if I'm Chris Finch. Like it is, it is impossible to blow a sixteen-point lead as fast as they did to start the fourth quarter. The way that they started the game too, it's like, how do you? Did you guys see? By the way, the uh, there was a couple sports books putting out like the the charts for um, what do you call it? Like the in-game odds to win, and it was like at, at two different points. Oh God. The Wolves were like, you know, 95% to win the game, and then it would go back up to, like, even money, and then eventually Memphis had the lead. Just freaking embarrassing, dude. I mean, it, it's really – I mean, it's on Cat, but, I mean, it's also on the coach. I mean, it doesn't matter who's playing, who's playing poorly. I mean, when you blow a lead and have a run like that, I mean, that does – it probably goes on more, in my opinion, coaching than it does the actual player. I mean, he's got to diagnose that maybe Cat shouldn't be on the floor, put somebody else in, and just let it happen. I mean, especially if the man's only going to shoot four shots. I mean, I could go in there and shoot four shots and we'd be all right. But, like, like I, unbelievable. And then one last point there is, you know, Edwards, he only took 13. I mean, he's got to be taken – He's got to be taking the 21 like Russell was taking. I mean, yeah. they need to flip-flop those roles. Well, like, also, I mean, think I, I love the bench. You know, you know, listen, Malik Beasley is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA, but when when the lead starts to dwindle and then your offense devolves into Malik Beasley just chucking three-pointers in desperation, you know, that's I, I don't need Malik Beasley taking three times as many shots as Carl Anthony Towns in this game. You know, I don't need Malik Beasley and Anthony Edwards taking the same number of shots in this game. It's ridiculous. This is like literally like this was the series that Towns could have just put his staple on it. He takes four shots, gets eight points, yeah, and just nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I would. I actually said this a couple games ago to a few people. Like, I, I know we had some disagreement on this show with saying it was still Cat's team. Oh, uh, you watch, you watch Edwards play, and it's just different. You watch, it's just different. You watch right. Cat play, and it's just like, it's just watching, like, that one eighth grader who's just, you know, a foot taller than the rest of the players. And then and then he just, he's got just that size and that, just that little edge to him, but, and he's got, but he's got no real game. He's mm-hmm. got no attitude. He's got that, he doesn't have that it factor. He doesn't have he doesn't that mentality at all. Yep. He's got, he doesn't have it. Yep. Jake, thanks for coming on, dude. Love when you come on the shows and Vikes we'll get you on. 12 and 5, by the way. Vikes 12 and 5. 12 and 5. 12 and 5. Okay, you heard it from Jake. Easy schedule. Bears, easy. Lions, we'll easy. Talk. Packers are lost. Uh, easy. So. Never say that word. Never say that word in this godforsaken state, Jake. Um, <laughs> Everything's <good> hard. <laughs> I, I'll defend Finch here, okay? Finch should have called a timeout. He had a bad game. But that being said, when you literally are saying that, that it should be up or that the coach should think to take his star player out because he can't trust him. That's a whole nother, like that's it. No, that's not how this works. Like if you literally think, and he, he probably did that. Carl Anthony Towns is doing us more damage on the floor than, uh, than off of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole nother level of screwed up dysfunction. Do you think, okay, God, we're so far 
I guess this is how we usually roll. We usually throw stuff out like six months in advance before it becomes a thing, and we get accused of being yeah. clickbait artists or whatever. But like percentage chance, they legitimately try to trade. Car- I'm not going to say like because like a trade actually happening is a whole is a whole thing with his contract and everything. But like percentage chance that they actually try to trade him this offseason. Well, I have one question back at you. Who is running this team? Well, right now it'd be it'd be Sachin Gupta. Right, but I mean, is Sachin right? Gupta? But but is he? But I mean, he's done. He he literally has done almost nothing. Like so, I don't know how, how much he's being allowed to do. Uh, is Glenn Taylor still, as Duke said, m- making the decisions? Because if it's Glenn Taylor, I don't think that they do try to trade him. If it's Mark Laurie, I think that they do try to trade. Glenn him. Taylor sat front row for that clown show tonight. If you're Glenn <laughs> Taylor at this point, I get that you're 97 years old he's and not, he's you're senile and you're one of the worst owners in the history of professional sports. But like, how can you want that disgusting act con- to continue forward? Like. Exactly. And that dude took a crap all over the biggest night in the last 17 years in the Target Center. You know? This man had Andrew Wiggins look him in the eye and say, I'll try hard, and he signed him long. But my question, my question uh, to your question is, you tell me who is running this team, and I'll try to handicap it off of that because I have no idea. Okay, Sachin Gupta is running the team. I don't know. What's the percentage chance? No, it's very, very small. I think it's like 30, 30 uh, to 40%. Or- I think it's twenty percent with Gupta if things are still going to be status quo. Okay, so you guys agree basically. You one says thirty, one says twenty. That there's yeah, like there's a, there's a I mean twenty to thirty percent is like a fairly decent change. Like considering two yeah. weeks ago, no one would have suggested this, and yeah. now here we like here we are just like angrily suggesting it well, in the aftermath of this game. But I think but. the problem is they'll make phone calls, and I think what they're going to find is that they're going to be rightfully so lowballed based on his performance in big games and I don't think that they're going to have the cojones to make a to make a trade in which they feel that they clearly don't win said trade. I'm trying to find more suckers. So I, I need to I need to spend some time this weekend finding some suckers. Yeah, we yeah, can do this do next week. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. cuz I mean there's definitely going to be a I mean but are suckers going to give you what you want exactly? Cuz I mean this is a star player, superstar player, right? That's He's, not superstar. He's not a superstar. He's not I agree with you. I agree with you, but that's how you're going to shop him, and they're going to come back and say exactly what you just said. Uh, let's go to a Jared here to wrap Timberwolves Jared. vent line. Hey, pal. Hey, what's going on, guys? First time on what's the show. Uh, I've uh, subscribed for a while now. Love Can it. you guys yeah. hear me? Thank you. Yeah, man. We yeah, got we you. Got you. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, um, I'm 29. I've been a fan since, I don't know, four or five. I was at the game uh 04 season against the Kings KG's birthday um I remember that um so I've been through the ups and downs and this game really um yeah it really showed me that Cat needs to be gone um I know the whole coach situation with you know it's Finch's fault this and that but Finch Finch ain't out there playing and um you know the the players have to take it um you know, they have to take it to themselves to be able to, you know, win the game. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just really sad to see Cat um, the way he has been playing this series. Um, I'm surprised his dad hasn't talked some sense into him. And all these people talk about Cat, but it's like, where is Cat's dad at? Like, you should think Cat would – Cat's dad would be 
telling him like, dude, you need to calm it down. Like maybe it, is it possible uh, though that that you know again for the ninth time on this show to play amateur psychologist that Cat's dad enables that behavior for his life. You know, you don't just yeah yeah that's the, like, he's behaving like someone who doesn't get checked by the people that either oversee him, you know, his family or coaches. Like who's checking him? No. Yeah, I mean. The Grizzlies are checking him. Yeah. They're checking him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I Jared. Mean, keep going. No, it's just it's just sad because it's like, you know, Cat, um, you know, I like Cat and all, but it, it it's just it's just come to a point now where um, you know, he's not the superstar that um, you know, a lot of fans have thought over these years and and you know, I even look back at the trade with Wiggins and it's like we traded, you know, they we, we traded Levine over Wiggins, you know, and it's just kind of like hurtful because it's like we could have Levine right now. I mean, we, we, we could we could be building around, you know, Levine and, and Ant-Man like that would be deadly. And and um, I know, you know, when we traded him, Levine was hurt at the time. I think he has you know, a torn ACL or whatever at the time when they traded him. Um, but, yeah, and another thing is this game is like John Moran didn't really play that well and we lost the game still, yeah. you know, it's like. Jaw was at five points into the third quarter, um, so you know, it, 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 and and Jaron Jackson's like their cat. I mean, that guy is—he's a mirror to the cat, and you know, he didn't play very well either. So um, it just sucks, you know. It really, it really hurts to see us be up, you know, so much and just choke um, this game and. It really just it, it it made me feel like this series is over. We need to get Cat out of here, you know. And you know, we may not get what we want from Cat, or you know, trading Cat. But it it's just the the guy's energy just brings the whole team down. Yeah. And yeah, it's just yeah. You know what? I'm going to say something else that it's it's probably just laced with emotion and anger. But like, he should get booed in Game Four at Target Center. Like, like yeah. it was a dis- just a despicable, embarrassing performance. And then his BS answers in the press conference after the game, just deflecting all blame and stuff and saying next question to John Krasinski. Like, that dude deserves to get booed in game four by Timberwolves fans inside Target Center. Grow the bleep up. And rant. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it'd be one thing if he really was like, you know, I, I didn't play well. Uh, I'm the leader of this team and I need to step it up. Um, but this whole series, it's it's been a lot of deflections and excuses and, and it's just getting really old. Um, you know, he's our, our best player, our star player, and he's not stepping up being the leader on the team. I mean, you know, early in the season, people were talking about trading D'Lo. And I mean, D'Lo hasn't scored necessarily the well, but you know, he's a, he's, he's passing, he's getting other people involved for the most part. Um, you know, I'm to the point where it's like, I'd rather have d on this team than Cat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, dude, I'm there with you. And I think d has a lot of flaws. Isn't The problem is you can't have those two dudes making a combined like $65 million with the flaws that they have. You can get away with one or the other, but you can't have both those guys. Like, think about if I if I if I told you let's let's go with with your scenario, Jared. All right, you you're going to keep D'Lo, and now you get an extra like thirty five million dollars to spend via trade or you know whoever you could bring in, and you get to build with maybe you get two guys who come in here. You know, maybe one is a a shot making big that doesn't need you know 
to have the ball as much as Towns, and then you bring in another you know player. Like you could do so much with that money, and maybe bring guys in that are just better fits chemistry wise and leadership wise. Like that's kind of where my head's at going into the summer here, even though there's still a ton of series left against Memphis. Sure yeah, like I mean, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, th- th- this playoffs has also showed that, like, you know, you don't necessarily need a big man that can shoot. You know, you need a big man that's that's a defensive guy. You know, to to be at there at those moments where you need to stop. You, you know, you need uh, rebounding, and I think the rebounding has hurt us in this in this series. I know we the first game we rebounded pretty well, but. You know, other than than Cat, I mean, but we don't really have a true like seven foot guy other than Cat. You know, Nas Reed's very up and down. Um, and, yeah, Greg Monroe. I mean, I think we should they should play Mick Greg Monroe more. It's like why even sign the guy if you're not going to play him at all? You know, but dude, dude, if your star players can't play, you, you're screwed. Like, like that, that's the key thing here. Cat uh, in two games now has wilted in three, including the play in game. Uh, until tonight, D'Lo wilted. Ant, I still like. I think he's damn good. But yeah, I like. You can't have this much shrinkage. You just can't. <laughs> shrinkage. It's just, it's just too much shrinkage. I love it, dude. Jared, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate so your much, thoughts guys. and great insights, night. man. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Too much. I'm just kind of like I don't know. I'm just I just feel like. Well, that was a despicable. Your every emotion is correct. Yeah, man. I'm just sick of it, man. That was disgusting. But I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like they lost late. It wasn't like they had a hiccup and screwed up. It wasn't like Cat played a great game and then didn't play great. They literally took the fourth quarter off. Their best players included. Mm -hmm. That's a. That's a. I'm sorry. I'm going to compare it. I'm going to to continue to compare it. To yes, shrinkage in the pool. Um, I'm going to continue. All right, all right. To- Ty, Ty, you have made up for your asinine Kevin Garnett comparison earlier with the "I was in the pool" reference. Look, it's great stuff. But but look, I mean this <laughs> this is on a parallel to me with the Saints 2009 championship game. It's the same type of thing. When you need your coaching to come through, when you need your best players, they don't. I mean, I mean, you know what? For as fun as that that year was, hurt or not, Brett Favre still forced the ball to Rice for no mm-hmm. reason. That's a no. terrible play. That's a terrible meltdown. This was a terrible meltdown. Just continues yeah. a pattern. Yeah. Just uh, Jim Peterson's. I'm st- wow. Jim Peterson tweets. I'm still rolling with my guys in this coaching staff. See you Saturday. Keep the same energy. I I can't. I'm sorry, dude. I can't. I can't. I can't. I, can't. I can roll with Finch. I think Finch is a great coach. He's going to make some mistakes. Can I help you him? Coming up next, the Wolves lost uh, in heartbreaking fashion, but you got to see Ant Edwards' car. <laughs> come, come look at Chris Finch's oh, new man. home that he just bought. The head coach of the Wolves has a gymnasium in which he works out and stays fit. You know what? I'm done rolling with guys. I'm not rolling with this crew anymore. The, like, like what? Like what? Have, what did they do tonight to make me feel obligated or want to roll with them in Game Four? Screw you guys. Go win Game Four, and then I'll watch Game Five. That's kind of where I'm at with this. I am not going to participate in a Game Four event line. If you guys want to do one, you can. Uh, I am. Are you not going to be watching? It's I don't know, man. Like at midnight on Saturday, it's a night night. I might, I might not I watch. Probably be hammered, so it's probably not a good idea. 
I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be back here because Carnage is my middle name. <laughs> Judd Carnage Zolgad. Carnage is my middle name. <laughs> All caps. Zolgad never Carnage. changes. There is a Zolgad whole sports exactly, column. Exactly Zolgad right. never changes. Sports exactly media right. does. Judd you know what? The, the only thing, the only oh, thing that trumps greatness sometimes is abject failure. <laughs> Hold on. As Lucas says here, one last comment to wrap this on the uh, YouTube channel. Shut up, Phil. You'll be here crying with all of us. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm team Lucas. Right. Lucas, <laughs> thank you. He's thank probably you for right. saying what I was going to have to say. All right, dudes. Um, this was therapeutic, and uh, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us here. If you could, if you haven't already, click the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel and the like button on this video so we can spread the word about this Wolves therapy session here. And you know what? Drop these lines in the comments, too. Who would you look to trade Carl Anthony Towns to this summer? Who is the sucker at the table that you can ship his ass to for some assets? That's what I want to know. Throw some teams out there. I'm going to work on this for next week. See you guys.